And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer, right here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. Joining me in the studio today, the Reverend Mark Diedrich. Good to be here, Dan. And Dr. John Vance. Hello, everyone. Well, gentlemen, it's nice to have you here. You know, before this show today, uh, John Vance, I think you emailed me a suggestion, a topic that we could talk about, and it's uh, regarding the recent Pew Foundation's poll that America is growing less religious, and uh, especially so among the young. This seems to be a trend. I think it's a real trend. Then later on, maybe we can talk about uh, what can be done about the trend. But to get us started... um, What are we seeing today uh, statistically? What we're seeing, Dan, is that younger people, under 30, about a third uh, have no church or affiliation or religious affiliation. Now, that has increased uh, Mm. because traditionally uh, children would uh, grow up, and if they were in the church, they would follow usually a much higher percentage, follow the faith of their parents, mm-hmm. and uh, that was true up through until probably about 1960, 65, when things began to change, but all the way up through the first half of the uh, 20th mm-hmm. century, up through the Eisenhower years, it was clear that church attendance was very high, and people would easily and readily uh, identify with their church denomination, but that's not true today. It's quite fluid. Mm-hmm. And the further thing that is a trend is the growth in uh, the profession of atheism. Oh, and yeah. uh, this seems to be uh, found largely in the uh, uh, among our colleges and universities, among faculty members and presidents, and also the political class, if you will, behind closed doors. They may talk religion in yes. public, but there's a great disaffection oh, yeah. uh, in that class of people. Uh, and it's no wonder that then New York and Washington, D.C., and cities like San Francisco are in the forefront uh, of a, a very strong uh, attack upon mm-hmm. Christianity, to me, that, in particular. Yeah. I was just going to say, to me, that's, that's not surprising because a, a lot of the, the trend in terms of the political class is for them to become God. Hmm. You know, they want to take over more and more. They want people to look at them as the resources for all their needs in life. And uh, Oh, isn't that true? And because of that, they, in essence, have become God, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, we see the .gov. They really, really like to be .god, but that's, yeah, that's a good something one. else. Now, uh, this poll that was conducted by the uh, Pew Forum, uh, this is the Pew Forum on Religion and Public Life. Uh, this uh, report was issued October the 9th, uh, 2012, so it's a fairly recent article, and you can look it up at pewforum.org. The article refers to the young people as a kind of a generational replacement or a gradual supplanting of older generations by, by newer ones. Mm-hmm. Why is this happening? Well, there's a loosening, uh, an understanding of religion. People don't like religion today, so to speak. In fact, uh, I, I think we have uh, had at least once or twice in the past discuss uh, the political cant today is that we have freedom of worship rather than freedom of religion. Yes. And we've heard it from this present administration and also from uh, Secretary of State Hillary Clinton talking mm-hmm. about uh, freedom of worship. Well, freedom of worship is a very narrow thing. Uh, it has to do with things you do in your church or in your home, 
but it it almost denies you the public realm. Correct. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Freedom of religion means you can practice your faith in the public realm too, and you can establish religious organizations such as hospitals and and self help groups in public to work, and and you would be considered. Uh, capable and able to practice your faith in those contexts as well. This has led to what many people uh, have noticed, that there's a division between spirituality and religion. A lot of these young people that we're talking about here uh, don't say that they don't believe in God. Still over 90% of the American people say they believe in God. Oh, is that right? Yes, but what it does say is that these people no longer consider themselves of a religious tradition necessarily, they are now spiritual. They believe in God, but they're making it up themselves or mm-hmm. with New Age movements and so forth. Mm-hmm. It also means a shift in, in, in understanding of the way life is and in politics. The more, quote, spiritual you are, the more you are driven toward left-wing causes. Mm-hmm. You support uh, those things which uh, our churches do not support in mass, and that would be uh, abortion, uh, same-sex marriage. Right. It would be uh, those mm-hmm. kinds of tenets uh, certainly have been much more adopted by those who have left the churches. And that trend means then, of course, that um, we are becoming, as a, a country, uh, much more left-leaning and status. Mark, right. m- I, this ties into exactly what Mark said. And the left-wing crowd loves a big government. Yeah, this uh, article, and I just want to quote it, it goes along exactly what you're saying here. It says, quote, With their rising numbers, the religiously unaffiliated are an increasingly important segment of the electorate. In the 2008 presidential election, they voted as heavily for Barack Obama as white evangelical Protestants did for John McCain. So uh, there's this trend among the religious unaffiliated to be leftists politically they're not subject mm-hmm. to to uh, traditional teaching right that's the mm-hmm. problem yeah or discipline as we talked mm-hmm. about last week and uh, it goes on to say they are about twice as likely to describe themselves as political liberals than as conservatives and solid majorities support legal abortion 72% and same sex marriage 73% yeah, and of course, uh, why they're going in that direction is they have no basis for a moral stance. Mm-hmm. Their basis for any morality is totally subjective. It's not objective. It doesn't come from the Bible. There's no sense of a God who says things are right and wrong. Consequently, they want to be the arbiters of what is right and wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, we need to take a short break. Today we're talking about trends in religious affiliation, and uh, this is A Plain Answer. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Holy fount of inspiration By whose gift the great of old Spoke the word of revelation Marvelous and manifold God the Spirit We adore Thee In the triune Godhead One One in love and power and glory With the Father and the Son 
We'll be right back with our program in just a minute. Now a reminder that your gifts to this ministry enable us to bring you thoughtful, Christ-centered programming 24 hours a day. Would you prayerfully consider helping us with a tax-deductible gift this month? Redeemer Broadcasting is a 501c3 not-for-profit broadcast ministry. We're entirely listener-supported and have no advertisements. If you would like to help support us this month, and perhaps in the future, our mailing address is Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Once again, Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Stay with us now for the second half of our program. And welcome back. You're tuned to A Plain Answer right here at Redeemer Broadcasting. Today we're talking about the decline of religious affiliation in America. Um, what kicked our discussion off was a recent article by the Pew Forum on Religion and Public Life, dated October the 9th. The name of the article was Nuns, quote-unquote nuns, N-O-N-E-S, Nuns on the Rise. One in five adults have no religious affiliation. Well, this has uh, profound implications for American life, and maybe we can talk about that, um, and we have a little bit already, but, you know, one of the questions I have is, um, is this trend being seen around the world in other countries? Well, I'm sure that it's not. Uh, I read an article recently on the Methodist Church. I'm not Methodist, but I taught for many years uh, religion in university and colleges, mm-hmm. and I do try to keep up with the academic side of things and what's going on. And I was reading about the Methodist Church, and they recognize that uh, at the top, they have been so engaged in liberal politics that it has alienated many of their constituents. And, of course, what happens is this affects the young very much, yes. and they do not follow in the tradition. So make no mistake, the church and our churches have been responsible for some of this uh, disaffection, if you will. There's no Mm -hmm. question. Mm -hmm. And I think Mark and I can talk about a remedy for that. But the other thing is the Methodist Church is booming in Africa and in East Asia. I believe that's the same with the Anglican Church It's the same with the Anglican Church. And so you see that, you know, in this country it may be on the decline, but in Africa and and around the world it's much stronger. Mm. It's it's amazing uh, that – the largest churches in Korea, uh, except for the Pentecostal, almost all of them are Presbyterian. Yeah. And yet in this country, the Presbyterian church in my lifetime has gone from 6 million to about uh, 2,200,000. Yes. Yeah. 
Now, it also seems to me that um, when you have a, a lack of religious fervor, that ties back to the family, results in disintegration of the family, which then has a feedback loop, if you will, resulting in further disintegration of religious fervor. seems like um, they feed on each other, and our families start to suffer. Yes, I think you're exactly right, Dan. I like the way you use that, a feedback loop there, good good (laughs) audio engineer. But it does. It seems to come back, and we've hurt the family, uh, and because of that, it's hurt the churches. But here again, the strongest families, I think, are those that are in the churches. Oh, no question about that. And, And so I think that's maybe an avenue of reaching out as well. Yeah, and that, that leads us to the next question. On, and uh, maybe it's premature, but what can we do about this? But I mm-hmm. think you had something there, John, before well, I Well, first, first of all, uh, yeah, I do want to comment about the cultural impact, but let me answer that question you just said. What can we do about this? Mm-hmm. Well, the obvious thing is, is, is to preach the gospel. Preach yeah. the gospel. That's Romans 1. That's mm-hmm. Galatians 1, 2, and 3. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's Ephesians. Yeah. Yeah. Paul writes a very long sentence in Ephesians. I think it goes – one sentence goes about 11 verses. I forget <laughs> how many. Maybe 8, maybe 11. That's but right. he, is, he cannot stop. He, he says, you've got to preach the gospel. It has to be done this mm-hmm. way. We're saved by grace through faith in that, not of ourselves. It's God's gift. Yeah. Uh, we also need to preach that we're sinners and that we mm-hmm. need to turn to God for forgiveness. I was telling a young man recently, one of the reasons that we do not think the gospel is good news because we have not come to the place where we believe there is bad news that God Mm -hmm. will judge. So when you lose a sense of God's holiness and judgment, you also then don't see a need for repentance and forgiveness. So therefore, the good news is good news, but only to those who believe that they're under the sentence of bad news. So once again, we have to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yes. And when our churches turn to any other kind of message than the emphasis on the gospel, eventually they will lose their young. Mm -hmm. And the second thing, and I'll, I'll leave a couple for Mark, but the second thing that we need to do is what we talked about last week. We need to take the church seriously and practice discipline. We're in the schoolhouse of Christ, Mm -hmm. and we need to insist that our people learn the faith. That's the first line of discipline, learning the faith. Mm -hmm. I had a lady to come to me recently and says, my uh, non-Trinitarian neighbor, I won't say which church, says, uh, do Christians believe in three gods? And she says, I'm not quite sure how to, to deflect that. I assured her that we didn't, but that's mm-hmm. all I could say. Mm-hmm. And so we need to teach certain doctrines as Good the first point. line of discipline, like the Trinity, the Atonement, and those things. Now you got me going here, and I'm going to interrupt you, and that is uh, here at Redeemer Broadcasting, we have these little booklets. I'm holding one in my hand. It's called the Shorter Catechism with Scripture proofs, and we give them out for free if anybody asks us. And uh, they're just wonderful. You want to learn what the Bible says about the basic Christian life and truths, just pick up one of these little catechisms and then look up the Scripture verses below it, and you'll be amazed how much you learn about the Christian faith. You definitely do. That's an excellent resource. We were looking at Romans recently, and we do live in a society that doesn't look at a God who judges. And in fact, the churches have almost, it seems, to quit 
preaching on hell, as though God is no longer a God of judgment. And, of course, in Romans 1, it says the wrath of God is revealed against all unrighteousness, you know. And one of the early church fathers, Origen, speaking about one of the heresies at the time, mm-hmm. the Manichaeans, he says this is something the Manichaeans have really messed up. They look at the Old Testament and say that God doesn't really exist anymore. Oh, yeah. It's always a God of love. And we had this discussion. It used to be a few years ago when you'd ask a person if they were to, to die and and uh, would they go to heaven uh, today? And most right. of the people would say, probably would say, I think so because, you know, I'm pretty good. I don't do... Yeah, uh, my good outweighs the bad. Yeah, sort of no, we thing. kind of that, that kind of. I kind of earned it. Yeah, and today yeah. I would say it's not that. Well, it's still a lot of that, but most people would say, "Well, I think I'll be okay because, well, God is a God of love." Good point. And we don't have a real sense of God as a God of judgment, as John was saying. We don't understand sin. We don't understand the good news because we don't understand the wrath of God. That's going to be coming against this yeah. sin. Well, uh, the, the famous the psychoanalyst uh, Carl Menninger wrote a book in the 60s, and the title of it was Whatever Happened to Sin? Yeah. Yeah. And what he was discovering in his practice, by the way, he was a, a Presbyterian elder and knew the gospel, but mm-hmm. uh, beside the point, he says what's happening is that you really can't provide a cure if you don't understand That's you're right. sick, yes. yeah. even in psychoanalysis or psychotherapy. If you yeah. don't identify the diseases – how can you develop a strategy uh, to address its healing? Mm. Furthermore, I would say if we do not, for instance, in these countries around the world where our – and this is, this is a political statement in a real sense uh, – where our embassies are, if you cannot name these people as terrorists, oh, yeah. how are you going to develop a proper strategy to protect this country in the end? Yeah. So exactly you right. have to be able – to have a reason for something. And some of these young people are dropping out because they don't see any need. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it. Don't see any need to stay in yeah. the body of Christ. And that's why you come back to the gospel. And, of course, it's the preaching of the gospel and uh, teaching. It is the good news. It's the power of God unto salvation. Mm-hmm. And that's... What it is, there's power in and of itself. Now that comes from Romans itself, that yes, statement. Yes, that's Romans one sixteen. We really focus on that, but what is the power? Is it in the words? Well, it's in God himself. That's yes. where the power is. And that's why I think uh, Christians, more than ever in this country, need to be on their knees praying that mm-hmm. God would send another Great yes, may God have mercy. Now, there is some good news in this uh, survey. Uh, with, by the, the Pew uh, Forum and the Pew Foundation that provides this is the best out there. Mm-hmm. So on religion, they have no peer in mm-hmm. doing these surveys. Uh, almost all academics understand that and use them. So they're accurate. They're very accurate. But there is a silver lining here that goes unnoticed, and that is that church attendance, though, among the faithful has remained about 40% for 80 years. That's interesting. So Mm. it's not that there's not that constant core. There has been all the way through. There is a constant core in this country. Now, if that ever begins to erode, then we are in real trouble culturally. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because in some ways we are uh, living off the capital of the past, Mm -hmm. and we also are depending on the strength, even though the political class doesn't know this, we're depending on the cultural core and strength 
of our churches in this country. Oh, no question. It's about been that. one of the blessings. Yes. Yeah. Uh, religion determines culture as much, if not more, than any other factor. And uh, to to miscalculate there, if this should ever drop down to like it has in Europe, I think would affect even our national defense. Oh, I'm, There's I'm not one sure European it country that can defend itself. Yes. Where do they rely on for their defense? <laughs> yes. <laughs> United States we anymore. Know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you're you right. You you look at that in terms of religion and look at some of the other religions. Mm-hmm. What kind of government do the Islamic nations have? Yeah. Especially those under Sharia law. Mm-hmm. Is that what we want here? No way. Well, and if there's a vacuum culturally, yeah. guess what? It will be filled by it will something. Be filled. Yeah. It always is. Now, I'm, I'm struck by this idea of uh, self-discipline. And that ties in with our discussion last week as well. But um, this concern about having no religious affiliation, we want to stay away from that, obviously. And so we want to be studied Christians. Um, one of you, Maybe both of you guys mentioned the Book of Romans, and I found a little quote here um, from Martin Luther, where he was writing about the Book of Romans, and he said this, uh, "'This epistle is the chief part of the New Testament,' and the very purest gospel. It can never be read or pondered too much, and the more it is dealt with, the more precious it becomes, and the better it tastes. So I thought that was a neat little quote here mm-hmm. from Brother Luther. Great, great quote. And, and, and to hearken back to last week, discipline is important for our churches. Mm-hmm. Uh, the church decreases its value when it takes itself less and less seriously as to its divine authority. And if we are unwilling uh, to practice discipline, the world gets that message that the church doesn't count for much. Right. So, therefore, uh, that yeah. is also necessary, too. But yeah. I do think that this, the, the, the problem is, is, once again, preaching the gospel and, and yeah. teaching the Christian faith and also the exercising of our holy signs and disciplines. Uh, baptism needs to be taken more I'm seriously. I'm glad you brought that and up. And the Lord's Supper needs to be yeah. taken more seriously. This idea of covenant renewal occurring at the the Lord's Supper, uh, can one of you fellows talk to that just a little bit? Yeah, I think this is very important. We take these things as though they are meaningless, and yet they're full of meaning. They're full yeah. of power. They're full of of relationship with God. So and, and when we understand that's what it is, it's, it's a real relationship with God. You know, this whole idea about people being spiritual, you know, the problem with being spiritual with so much of this is, in the end, there's really no relationship with God. Yeah, It's fuzzy feelings inside and little That's more. kind of a popular uh, comment today. Oh, I'm spiritual. And unfortunately, it doesn't mean that much, does right. it? Well, it's also unfortunate if you go into Barnes & Noble that one of the largest sections in the whole uh, bookstore is uh, New Age and all cult and... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then different kinds of religions other than uh, what you find that made and formed this country. Yeah. Well, now, I'm looking at the clock, gentlemen. I realize we're just about out of time. So let's uh, have a couple of wrap-up thoughts. Today we're talking about this trend that's been uh, noticed and uh, published by the Pew Forum on Religion and Public Life of uh, increased lack of uh, religious affiliation. Some wrap-up thoughts concerning this. What can we do, maybe? One of the things I would just say, again, pray. Pray for a a great awakening. You go back to the 1860s and the Ulster revivals. It totally, totally 
transformed yeah. the country at that point, and to the point where where judges didn't have much to do because that be people wonderful? weren't committing crimes. Yes, you know. Uh, but where's the power? The power is God's power, yeah. and it's the power of the Holy Spirit. And we must believe that the Bible is the Word of God. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I would close with a, with a, a true concern uh, that I see developing already. Uh, the so-called spiritual people, which are just recognizing that we're all spiritual in the sense that we have a spiritual nature. God sure. made us that way. Mm-hmm. But they've really divorced themselves from uh, what is true uh, in Scripture. In so doing, they begun to drift and vote for things, statism, the growth of the state. That'll undermine, actually, mm-hmm. everything, our way of life. Health. Yeah. So, yeah. so it depends upon us preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, thank you, gentlemen. It's been a pleasure today. We've been talking about the rise of no religious affiliation in the United States and uh, some remedies for that. If you wish to contact us, our email address is ministry at redeemerbroadcasting.org. And a reminder to join us next week at this same time for another edition of A Plain Answer. Now